There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to another episode of Top Flight Time Machine. Uh, anything pressing that you want to... Oh, what are you drinking there? Is that Zero Guinness? Zero Guinness. I'm, I like it. Good. Going, Good going to a big Zero Guinness. In fact, after our um, landmark episode up the Astas last week, I took... Yeah. Basically, what happened was we, we'd gone there to test the, the, to test the temperature of the nation. And it was a, right. it was a powerful and epi- we did it's a powerful episode that I believe will go down in uh, podcasting folklore. But the bonus was after we'd finished, I thought, "Fuck it, I'm here now. I might as well go inside and buy some things." Um, as I'd said, as I'd said on the podcast, their world food uh, section is second to none. It really is. I mean, in terms, I don't yeah. think any supermarket, even a posh one like Waitrose, has food's quite as exotic as the large Asda's do. Uh, they really go the extra mile when it comes to wild foods. Anyway, that aside, they also have the widest range of non-alcohol beverages. Guinness Zero is surprisingly hard to source. So I went in there okay. and I hadn't had any in a while. I bought a low because I thought it's one of those ones where you stockpile when you get the opportunity because um, mm. we often can't get it delivered from other supermarkets. And I also stopped up on salt and vinegar peanuts. I remember at one of the shows last year when we do ratings at the show, we we, we play a game. Is it is that to belittle it, calling it a game? I don't know. I don't think it's a game. It's a, seri- it's a serious business. It's a serious business called it's ratings. A, um... If you've never been to our live shows... Uh, your love you know you should come along to one in the future because it's really great one of the things that happens is you say a thing and we rate it out of 10 mm. and um, one person in the audience said salt and vinegar peanuts and I remember that thing in strange question and it stuck with me and I think I can't remember the rating I gave it but I've always thought flavoured peanuts nah come on that's over the top you don't need to be flavouring peanuts it makes no sense but over the last few months, I have got so into salt and vinegar peanuts, it's actually becoming slightly problematic, Andy. Um, Uh-oh. Well, after our Asda episode, I bought a, a shit ton of 0% Guinness and some fucking, like, jumbo family bags of salt and vinegar KP. Shit. Right, and I've been on a right health binge the last sort of four months. Lost a bit of weight, got extra fit. But the one thing that is my current Achilles heel. There's hardly any calories in non-alcoholic beer. It's brilliant. You can drink fucking right. loads of it, right? But peanuts, mm. salt and vinegar peanuts, I'm fucking, I'm down in knees by the fucking pawful. And it is like a paw. It's like my big bare paw goes into the jumbo bag and then shovels them every time I walk through <laughs> the kitchen. Do you know what I mean? 
Like it's just like an air tax where like I travel through the kitchen and and grab up peanuts. And uh, yeah, that, I, I'm the same with dry roasted peanuts. I have to have them in the cupboard. Yeah, and, and do, you, do you tend to eat things in transit? So, like, say you nip into the kitchen for some other reason. Well, yeah. Like, I might go to Dick Nelson his biscuits yeah. or something. And while I'm there, or while I'm boiling the kettle, you know how I've got a very low attention threshold and I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll boil in the kettle, I'll get bored really quickly. I fucking boil in the kettle. It's fucking boring. What am I supposed to do with this dead time? And then I just think, ah, get stuck into the peanuts. That'll pass the time. So the whole time I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, it's peanut, 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 peanut. My wife started to notice and is um, staging, trying to stage an intervention on me, which, I, frankly, I welcome. Yeah, it sounds like what you need. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of other things I just wanted to talk about. Uh, three M's. There's, there's right. some. Obviously, it's a tough time for the nation as it is, as, as we have documented. Well, hang on a minute. I've just ordered a, an Uber Eats, mate. And, I mean, this is live news. They've got in touch to say that they um two of the things i've ordered are out of stock and Shit. if i don't make a decision quickly they right. will cancel my order i'm happy for you to do that live during this podcast i'm sure the listeners will be as well yeah do you want okay. to give us any further details or is it a private matter um no i'll tell you what i'm ordering i mean you might find it a bit southern and poncy because it's a Leon. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Leon chain. Um, it's sort of... It's I've like, heard of Leon, yeah. Yeah, they call it sort of healthy fast food. And yeah. I was supposed to be cooking dinner. The days run away with me. My wife and daughter are on the way home and they're wondering what's dinner. So I've, I've ordered a Leon, mate, in, in, a, in a state of panic. Right. And, and now things have gone awry. I thought I'll order it by the time I finish podcasting, we'll be ready. But um, unfortunately, this is this is tense. Yeah, this is tense. Oh God! Oh no! Ah, uh, uh, it's not it letting me update the fucking order. Oh my God! Hell! Why won't bells. it let me update? It won't let me update. It's gone to fuck. Oh, fucking hell. It's not accepting orders. I've got eight minutes to reply. Could I add items? No. Oh, God. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, you have to call them? No, it's, it's through Uber Eats. Well, you can't call them, it's impossible. They said they don't, they don't exist verbally. They said that if they this, I'll tell you what's happened. They've said yeah. some of the items you ordered are not available. Yeah, go onto the app and update your order now. If you don't do that within the next ten minutes, we will cancel your order. Fine. I've gone on the app and said to edit order, and it's come <clears> back to me and said, "Sorry, mate, we're not accepting any new orders." What are we going to do? Well, the only so they're basically saying you have to cancel your order. You can't do that because then you've got to start again. Well, I've got to start again, and then they'll get home and they'll be like, "What the fuck's going on here? We we need to eat." Where's our food, and why are you still in your silly little pod garage? Oh, mate, this is like right live now. You are seeing me 
like what's the phrase um, in the, the horns Unru- of a dilemma un- unravelling I'm unravelling this is disastrous this feels like the opposite of the Asda podcast it really it's is stuff happening in I, real time but this I, is, this I, is I really had high, bad I, I had high hopes for this <clears throat> now it says it's arriving really now it says your apps your 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 order is being prepared and did you did you change any of it successfully do you think no so i you think didn't even get the option i to think what will happen is uh, the best case scenario the best case scenario is that they deliver the order without the items that were unavailable which is two veggie burgers so I'm say, are those items in, are they integral items well, obviously, I will sacrifice myself, yes, and I will just have something else from the fridge, and I don't know what yep. I'll do about the others. It's, it's a disaster. I'm sorry that our audience have had to hear this. I'm sorry that you've had to hear it. It's it's tough. This happens sometimes with podcasting. We just podcast. It, it's it, we podcast what happens. We 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 podcast through it. We podcast through the storm. It's like on um, catchphrase where where they say. Say what you see. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, that's exactly we're what we're doing. We're seeing not just what we're seeing, but what's happening to us. We just start recording, and this is history. Yeah, let the universe decide what happens. Right. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting that. The country has lost three big M's this week. Number one, of course, is Her Majesty the Queen. Majesty, Muffer Majesty. Number two, Mrs. McCluskey. Muffer, Mrs. McCluskey. The other um, matriarch of our nation. Dead in the yeah. same week. Weird, isn't it? Really weird because growing up, there were two women you looked to, weren't there? Well, there were there was three when we were kids. There was three women who sort of reigned supreme over yeah. the country. There was, and they were all them: Maggie, Thatcher, Majesty, mm-hmm. which was of course the Queen's first name. The, the Queen, R.I.P. Majesty Windsor, R.I.P. Yeah. And Mrs. McCluskey, headmaster, headmistress of Grange Hill. Dead. Headmistress of the nation. Headmistress of the nation. Headmistress of the nation. All three dead. So just want to say R.I.P. Mrs. McCluskey. And also, very sadly, R.I.P. Mr. Morris out of Friday Night Dinner. I knew you were going to say that, yeah, because we had a big conversation in our house about him last night. Watched some clips on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Morris is also gone. One of the best characters in Friday Night Dinner. I might actually um, rewatch him, Mr. Morris. I think he only was in about two or three episodes, but the episodes <laughs> he wasn't in very are many, so but he, brilliant. He, he lit them all up. I think they're the yeah. best episodes. I think they are the best episodes of Friday Night Dinner, like my top two episodes of both Mr. Morris episodes. Because he usually ended up shirtless and spoiling for a fight. Yeah, and his big and, um, problem was always punk rockers. And the threat yes. they posed to society. Yeah. <laughs> Quite right. Uh, and yeah, I was right behind them on that. I worry a lot about the punk rockers. And of course, th- th- you had to guess how many heart attacks he'd had in one episode. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's a great thing that I've always talked about. I'm sure we've talked about in my bodies. I hate it. was a well observed character, right, of a yeah. cantankerous old bastard. And one of the, <laughs> yeah. one of the, like, sort of, key defining traits of any classic cantankerous old bastard is when they fucking ask you questions that you've got no interest in the answer of and no ability ability to know the answer of and they do on purpose because they think it's a power play 
and they, they think it's amusing <laughs> to them. And people do it all the time, don't they? Guess how yeah. guess how many get guess how many snails I found in my back garden yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. Guess. I don't know. I've got no means of guessing. Well just guess. Alright, twenty. Twenty? Twenty snails? You must be mad. What a stupid answer. Well, don't fucking ask me then, cunt. So I thought that was a very well-observed uh, characteristic of Mr. Morris. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, sadly missed. Mm. And all that. Um, what else is going on? Oh, I've got. I've been out buying some second-hand books today. Do you want, do you want to rate them for me? If I yeah. show you them. Show yeah. tell kind of situation. Uh, okay, I've got six. First one. Groucho Marx, the Groucho Marx letters. Ten. Ten, potentially a ten, correct. Michael Calvin, the Nowhere Men, the oh, unknown story book. of football's talent spotters. I've got that book. Um, I, a strong eight. Strong eight, all about scouts and yeah. that. The good, Goodfellas complete screenplay. <laughs> yes, eight. Uh, as given away with Total Film, by the looks of it. Back in the days when magazines could give away entire books yeah. as free gifts. There you go, have this while you're at it. The, the golden age of magazines. The original novel of the classic film City of God. Ooh. Uh, seven, I guess. Great film. Great film, yeah. But will the novel be up to scratch? Yeah. Brand new one, this one, not a second-hand one. Gordon Brown, Seven Ways to Change the World. Nine. Yeah. Finally, P.S. I Love You. By Michael Sellers, the son of Peter Sellers. <laughs> all about Peter Sellers. Nine. I have to give it a nine because as much as Peter Sellers is great, he's no Groucho Marx. And even I think no. he would have admitted that. And so Groucho's the only one that's getting a ten from me. Well, Peter Sellers was, of course, notoriously mad and fucking awful. And this is the account of his life by his son. I, I imagine I, I don't um, suffer deeply. I'll, I'll be honest, right? I know. I mean, I love Clouseau. Right. And I'm a fan of some of his evening comedies. But I have to say, a bit controversial, mm. that... Um, a bit controversial, but I have to say that I have always found him slightly overrated, which I know is like sacrilege amongst right. in-the-know yeah. comedy experts, because he's one of yeah. the, like, the gods. But I... Okay. I thought have you ever seen... Have you ever seen Being There? No, I haven't, no. But that's not really a comedy, is it? Is it? Sort of comedy. Is it, is it gently comic? In it, yeah. In places, yeah. Okay. Why, why does he have to be... Why, why I, can't he do I, drama? No, I say as as a comedian, I thought he was... Oh, right. Oh, sorry, I suppose I what it is, there. is I just didn't... I didn't quite get it because, like all the goons, right, a mm. lot of it, to me, seems like funny voices. <laughs> and who are we? Who are we to judge funny voices, by the way? I mean, they're all... Peter says, obviously, it goes without saying a million times the talent that someone that I would ever be. Yeah. That goes without saying. Um, yeah. But I just didn't... So I'm not saying he's overrated as such. It's just I didn't get it. I, it's one of those comics... It's like lots of things. It's like there's bands that you know that everyone whose opinion you respect, mm. r like, really rate, but you've never quite tapped into it and sometimes much later in life you do but you think why does mm. everyone go on about a band I, I, I can't quite get it but everyone I know whose taste I respect loves them you have it with bands you have it with films you have it with mm. books and you also sometimes get it with with com comedians and 
pretty much all the goons, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I get that they're brilliant. I, I, I understand mm. and I believe that they're brilliant, but I haven't quite worked out why yet. Apart from, obviously, Cluso is amazing, but... Cluso is amazing, yeah. yeah. I mean, the goons, you kind of... Think it, it was of its time. Yeah, it's of its time, of, really, wasn't it? Places. Yeah, and at, at its time, I can imagine it will have been the most anarchic, yeah, uh, insane thing that, that ever came along. Probably the comedic equivalent of like Elvis Presley shaking his cock around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, prime time American. Yeah, yeah. Like, I suppose the there'd been quite formal attempts at comedy before that, mind you. Only in yeah. this country, because of course they'd had Laurel and Hardy and the Marx Brothers in yeah. in the states, hadn't they? Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Jalapeño. And of course, they were New King. King Charles, big fan of the goons. Oh, yeah, he, was in, a, he was in a sketch, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know if that'll influence his reign at all, whether he'll bring a, a goons-esque... I'd love it if he brought, kind of I'd love it if he brought some anarchic comedy into, into I mean, some of uh, his, uh, into his reign. Have you seen that, some of that footage of him ver- trying to sign various documents and the pens? He gets, not he working. gets the right ump, doesn't he? Maybe that's maybe that's just him doing some kind of. I like dark it when he goes. Or, I like his use of the word stinking. He goes every bloody time the stinking thing, right? I just love yeah. that. Cause it's proper old school sort of um, schoolboy just William type language, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, bloody yeah. stinking pen. Uh, I yeah. quite like it. Funny enough, I just wrote a thing for the reset, and I've been thinking a lot about. Um, I'm increasingly grumpy as a as a man i'm a grumpy right. man i'm becoming more so at least mm. i've noticed it in myself i even said to myself, i said oh, i'm all right i'm really pissed off with myself because i just find myself getting grumpy all the time and it's not something mm. that i i like or want i'm not happy with it i find myself muttering and being grumpy over shit and i think it, it you know obviously grumpy old man is a phrase that trips off the tongue because i think yeah. You know, it happens as you get older because you get more and more frustrated with shit and you think, why is shit still like that? And now I look at 
King Charles. And I think, yeah, he's like, he's an old man. His mum's just died, but he himself is an old man. And that's the thing. He's grumpy. He's 73. He's great. Yeah, he's too old. He's he's retired, but he's just having to start his job. Probably got. I mean, we've seen his sausage fingers, haven't we? So there's clearly a that, medical issue there. That can't be comfortable to go around with no, hands that he's, swollen. He's, he must have all kinds of aches and pains going on constantly. Yeah. Being that age and being on the move, which being a king, you kind of have to be. Um, I give him two years tops before he either jacks it in or he dies. Or dies, yeah. But and um, I feel, but, but, I feel yeah, bad for him. And he's, I, he's probably like, fucking hell, I would have been bang up for this 20, 30 years ago. But now, oh, so all much I want yeah. to sit down in my fucking pyjamas. Do you know what I mean? Um, so he's grumpy Real and quick. I looked at him and some people are like, oh, it's a bit unbecoming or why is he so grumpy? I thought, fucking hell. <laughs> I thought to myself, <laughs> I know how you feel, mate. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean... We've had the, the Queen, God bless her, yeah. RIP and all that. The Queen, we hardly knew what she sounded like apart from when she did the Queen's speech at Christmas mm. Day. She hardly ever spoke, apart from when she was having a chat with Paddington and that. You know, she didn't give interviews, that kind of thing. She's a very enigmatic, mysterious monarch. This cunt, he's rocked up, he's fucking about with pens that don't work he, and yeah, he's well, giving it all the fucking... The, the, whole, the, the whole kind of explosion of King Charles onto the scene, which is how yeah. I'm describing it, right? <laughs> He's giving, is it? He's giving me heavy Teddy Sheridan arriving at Man U vibes. <laughs> oi, oi. Turning up in a Ferrari on his first day. Oi, oi, dickheads! There's a new boy in town. Yeah, I mean, it might be that this is how it's going to be. Now it's going to be more open and expressive, and we're going to see and hear a lot from him. A completely different style of, of, of kinging compared to the, the queening that we saw from the Queen. And I am very much here for it. I want to see fly-on-the-wall stuff. Yeah, let's... I want to see him kicking off at all sorts of things. I want to see him... the grumpy king. I want to see him on Strictly, mate. And I wouldn't fucking rule it out either. And I tell you what as well, he's probably a fucking cracking dancer because in... In, yeah. in, in the world of posh people, you learn all that shit, don't you? The ballroom dancing stuff. Mm. You're not just... You're not just... You don't just groove like us common people. Do you no, know what I mean? You have to, you have to learn stuff. ballroom. I don't know yeah, how he'd be. Totally. In the, I don't know how he'd be in the Latin dances. They might not be so suited to him. Yeah, but I bet yeah. you. I bet you'd fucking storm it in the ballroom. Anyway, we'll wait and see. Uh, the Queen this week. I know. You know. We've both obviously been studiously avoiding the coverage, not out of disrespect. If anything, out of respect, because I think it's disrespectful to watch too much coverage of the Queen's yeah. death. Um, but. I'm I'm trying to collect the <clears throat> stories about how down to earth and also humorous the Queen was. Oh blimey, there's plenty of them about. They all go like this. They all go like this, don't they? I remember I was I was working um, <clears throat> at a sporting event on the day she visited, and she walked past us, and I. It was it was extremely embarrassing. I had a sudden tickle in my throat, and so I very quietly, as quietly as I could, I cleared my throat, and it came out slightly louder than I wanted. And the Queen glanced at me, and she looked upon me with her own eyes, her human eyes, human eyes, her regal eyeballs settled upon my person, and she said to me, "Bless you," and. And we all chuckled. 
and I said thank you mum and I bowed and it was a it was a special moment and I think it was a moment that showed her to be not just a hard working and dutiful queen but also so very human and with such a a wicked and a mischievous sense of (laughs) humour basically it's like if the queen did fucking anything at all right like looked at someone or walked along people keep going on about how this was amazing evidence of how down to earth and inclusive she was and always no matter what she did it's it was indicative of her mischievous sense of humor it's amazing isn't it (laughs) i haven't seen that many of them i've got to be honest I haven't seen that many stories about her. But, but you know those stories um, have been going around for years oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And there's very little humour or down-to-earthness in any of them. It's really but, hard uh, to be down-to-earth. I mean, you know... She's not supposed to be down-to-earth. No, she's the queen. I don't want her to be down-to-earth. No. I want it to be regal. Do you know who I want... Who I would most like King Charles to behave like would be Prince. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's a strange comparison because he's just stopped being a prince. He stopped stopped being a prince. But I would like him to behave in the way that Prince did. Do you know what I mean? Including the the massively sexual vibes as well. Mm. I just think... Yeah, it's unlikely. Yeah. Someone did point out, though, he is the first prince... Sorry, not prince anymore. He is the first king in history to have uh, ever wanted to be a tampon. Oh, I Which forgot of about is that. What he said to uh, Camilla many, many yeah. years ago. Really weird uh, sex chat. I wish I was your tampon. Tampon, tampon. I don't know whether you use tampax or tampax or lilettes. Lilettes is the rival brand. I believe that's number two in the market. They, they, the packets they come in are slightly smaller. Is a, is a panty liner the same thing? Yeah. Or is that different? I'm not completely sure. Diana used to use Superdrug's own brand, ghastly things. Do you people wee out of the clitoris? Is that how it works? It's <laughs> been a while since I've been down there. How many holes are there in, 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 a, in the modern vagina? One for urination and 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 one for penetration, I suppose. Maybe a third that you that you uh, menstruate from. I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. But the point is, I'm feeling highly aroused. Aroused. <laughs> one for urination, one for penetration, and a third for miscellaneous. <laughs> I believe that's how it works. And of course, I, I suppose that you you uh, defecate out out of your back passage, just like men do. Just is, like, that, is that just correct? Just like humans. Just like a human male. And indeed, the the cat. I, there are cats. I've noticed. I've noted on our grounds. Cats, foxes, and whatnot. They also defecate from their back passage. Uh, is this, is this chat making you feel horny right now, Camilla? <laughs> I myself am fairly horny. I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's opened up a whole new uh, scene of comedy for us, I guess. Now that our, our good friend and regular contributor, Her Majesty, is a uh, left the building as well. Your Majesty, we might sometimes look back. Someone reminded me of an episode, but I, I can't remember what happened when when the Queen arrived at Millwall in a helicopter to decide the mm. outcome of a match. But I can't remember the yeah. ins and outs. I can't remember that. I remember her being self-appointed. Um, she was in charge of internet dog piles. I remember that. <laughs> dog pile. Uh, oh, yeah. 
I think she set the dogs on you when you got dogpiled, man. I think that probably was it. We should probably do it when, it, as, when, when it's appropriate, when uh, the dust has settled, as it were, we should probably do a, a Queen compilation episode. I wonder who sanctioned the dog pile on former West Ham and England winger Trevor Sinclair after her death, because he got dog piled very bad. The country, when, when the news of her death was announced, it was very sad and traumatic for mm. everyone, all of us, including me mm. and you. And I think that what the country really needed and wanted collectively mm. was someone to dogpile there and then. Yeah. Because you almost yes. felt like death is a natural part of life. But at the same time, it's quite nice to feel like you can blame someone. Yeah. And have been Charles. He'll have done yeah. it. So he, he, he immediately he, he, goes he, over to him. Sir, the, the, nation, the nation is... Uh, the, the, sir, Your Majesty, the, the nation is baying for blood. They want to dogpile. Your, your mother would usually take care of this. Well... Well, who are the bloody candidates? Well, there is a, a brown gentleman who has ventured that perhaps the black community may not be quite as uh, uh, as sorrowful as the white community due to the legacy of the the empire and, and the cruelties mm. of the Commonwealth. Sir. Well, bloody dog pile him then. <laughs> Just bloody get on with it. Just get him. Don't Someone has to be dog pile, don't they? I was turned it to Neil Kinnock now. <laughs> bloody <laughs> dogpile dog him if he's going to say that. Uh, sir, it is, of course, merely an opinion and his lived experience. I don't, bl- don't bloody bother me with this sort of bollocks. Dogpile uh, the bastard. It's what, it's what Mama would have wanted. Get someone <laughs> fucking dogpiled down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, we've got to do, um, what you call it? The fucking predictions. Oh. Let's speed predict. Okay. Um, Aston Villa versus Southampton. 1-0. One, 1-1. One. One, one. No, 1-0 Villa. Sorry. Uh, Wolves versus Manchester City. I'll go first. Yeah. 3-0 uh, Manchester City. 2-0 uh, Manchester City. Tottenham versus Leicester City. 2-0 Tottenham. 4-1 Tottenham. Wow. Watford versus Sunderland. 1-1. I'm going to say 1-1 as well. All right, that's fine. And finally, this is the fucking... It's West Ham away at Frank Lampard's Everton. So there's <laughs> so many points available for this for you on result spot. Um, 1-0 to West Ham. Okay, I will go... Um, I've got to go 1-11, sorry. Mm, okay, fair enough. There you go. Best sound quite unpredictable. Yeah, that's it from the episode and the weekend and everything. Uh, thanks very much and goodbye. Goodbye.